All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Go ahead. Make my day. I make this look good. You are now listening to the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. You ready? Wow, oh. guys. F, F-bomb. Wow. What a hell of a way to start the show. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of Nothing But Real Reviews and More. I am your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me, as always, is my comrade and my crew, my gang of guys, Steve Rushlaw. How you doing? Brent Fruget. Hey. Shane Kronikin. How's it going? Good. Uh, and Aaron Kronikin. <laughs> Hello. Uh, is it a gaggle? A, ga- a gaggle of guys. Shane's here, but he's not here. He didn't watch the movie, but yeah, he's but just going to talk about some stuff. Yeah, but he's here. Yeah. He's here. He's, he's just not important enough to have yeah. a mic. He's just he's kind of in the middle. He's playing Galaga on his phone right now. Yeah. Uh, also, I went to Beercade last night, guys. I got fourth on the all-time centipede list. Ah, congrats! I went yeah. there. I it's went there intense. during the summer, and I got first place on Galaga. Impressive. The only so game I ever play there is Mike, Ta- Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I, I was looking for Galaga and I was like, I don't, I don't see. Oh, hey, Centipede! I think Galaga's I in like the like ten game thing. The ten game thing? It's got like Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Oh Galaga. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think about. it's in that one. That makes sense. That makes sense. We guys have a great show. You're gonna be here for it. We're all gonna be here for it. I'm not here for it. Well, mentally, no. Physically, yes. Great show. Got a review of Life is Beautiful, not the one that first comes up when you type it into Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Bollywood movie. <laughs> yes. This one is a what film? Fill in the blank. Italian, foreign language. Oscar winning According film. According to uh, Shane, it was it's French. French. <laughs> Meet the ball. Oh, that's still Italian. <laughs> what? I don't know, man. Uh, yes, review of Life is Beautiful. We're also going to talk about our favorite movies from 2017. Uh, and I think we're going to get into a hotly debated discussion because gauging the room earlier, people said the movies in 2017 sucked. Uh, d- there were very good ones, and then it's just a bunch of mediocrity. Yeah, I'd agree for the most part. Um, some of the movies that some of the critics talk about being really good movies, uh, like Dunkirk, um, Shape of Water yeah. was so just, overrated. They're just kind of fell flat for us sure i sure. can't really agree or disagree i just haven't seen enough this year like and i haven't seen the movies like uh like shape of water and stuff like that i haven't seen those i didn't realize somebody moved the mic it wasn't there when we started that's fine <laughs> that's fine uh word so let's uh, actually kick all this off before that with movies coming out to dvds this week Aaron, do you have the list? Nope, go with theaters. I'll pull that up. Wow. I got theaters already. Yeah. All right. I go mean, with theaters. I thought Steve. you got the whole nonverbal communication from Steve when he showed you his phone. <laughs> yeah, I thought he said, I got it. <laughs> yeah, theaters. I got movies in theaters. Um, so, February 16th, um, first movie coming out is Black Panther, another Marvel movie. Uh, movie, it uh, looks like an animated movie called Early Man. Mo- Early Man? Yep. Not Late Man. A uh, movie called Samson. Dayman. Another one called The Party. Nostalgia. Another one, Looking Glass. And the last one, Irreplaceable You. So it looks like some movies for the Valentine's Day week and oh, a, a lot of nothing. Remember two years ago when 
When we got Deadpool for Valentine's Day. That was fun. Black Panther this year. I think that's what Black Panther's trying to do, but it hasn't gotten very good ratings at all. I actually heard the opposite. Really? I I haven't, obviously I haven't seen it because it hasn't come out yet, but from things that I've been reading, there have been people that's been saying it's the best Marvel movie yet, which they've said for like, what, the last four Marvel movies? Yeah, every Marvel movie that comes out, According to critics, oh, it, it transcends the genre. It, it brings us something new. No, it doesn't. It, this is the same. It's going to be the same. We all know it. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Marvel movies. I've seen pretty much every one of them, but honestly, they're all pretty much the same movie. Yeah, I Just leading up to a greater Infinity War coming down the road. Yeah, like, I, I'm with Steve. Like I'm a huge fan of the Marvel movies, and the I think the superhero fatigue hit a lot of people really quick word me it i think it hit this year because like i haven't seen spider-man i haven't seen thor i haven't seen right uh doctor strange Strange. like i haven't seen any of those and it's like yeah i want to see thor that's really the only one i want to see it's just i think it's hitting me and it's hitting me pretty hard now have you seen dr doolittle yeah that's the other superhero that they they added this year yeah wait can i talk speaking of this is on topic and on topic of what i've watched lately Dear God, I watched Justice League. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Yes, oh, you did. Have you guys seen that? Yes, no. I have. No. I have not, but oh I have heard it God. is terrible. It was. I, it looked like a PlayStation 2 game. The CGI was <laughs> terrible. It dude, was. The did you wor- watch it on your phone? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it was sad, it though. It was so bad. It was sad, though, because they actually got a lot of the characters right. The movie and the story and the CGI were just so terrible that it was disappointing. Yeah, I, I suffered through Batman vs. Superman. Awful. It's better than and that. Suicide Squad. I honestly have not seen any of them yet. Dude, don't waste your time. I have them sitting on my shelf. I just have not watched don't any of them. Batman vs. Superman. You wasted your money. You don't waste your time, too. Oh, I bought them for like five bucks on like Black, Black Friday. Friday. Yeah. Batman vs. Superman it's, might be the worst superhero movie I've ever seen in my life. And uh, Suicide Squad. Worse Squad's- than Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Yes. Yeah. What? <laughs> and uh, at least that movie was fun. Yeah, Suicide Squad's. We talked about it. It's not a good movie, but Will Worse Smith is pretty good in Billy it. Billy Zane in the Phantom. I haven't seen that. So I don't mm. even know what that is. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Well, I I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. What the hell is the Phantom? It's like this guy dresses in purple. Oh, wait, He's like a pirate wait, type wait, of thing. Has a ring. The Phantom Menace? Wait. Yes. Was it three <laughs> hours long? <laughs> no, it was in the 90s. It's probably like an hour and a okay. half. <laughs> so <laughs> Batman <laughs> versus Superman was awful and really, really long. Okay. And they wasted too much money making it. Right? Yeah. Right? Like $2 would have been too much. Right? Justice League cost $300 million, and it mm-hmm. looked like a kid drew it. It was horrible. Maybe that's what the aesthetic they were going for. It's so it's very, very Zack Snyder, which means it's terrible. The oh. thing they're trying to do is they saw Marvel kicking out all these movies and making all this money, so they're like, oh, we got to hurry up and start getting movies out, so they're just throwing stuff out now. Well, the good or, news is and they're that not very good. I read that after Justice League happened, they're more or less scrapping the connected universe and trying to make good standalone movies now. And that's what they should be doing. That's yeah, that should be the goal all the time. Or make just a good don't, movie. Don't make them. <laughs> well, I think the goal is always make money. And that Which is the they're goal. Not yes. Doing yeah, the connected universe is just a it's a it's it's I don't want to say it's ruining Marvel. It's a 
it's an amazing well, business plan, but well, the, it is ruining the, 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 the problem quality is, of Marvel movies. Did you guys read that? What uh, James was it? James Mangold, the guy that did Logan, is that the guy? Anyway, sure. He had an interview where he was just saying that these types of movies, those connected universe and these big budget superhero, are terrible for filmmaking because all it is is a two-hour trailer for the next movie. It's all about product placement and making money and inventing characters. And he said you got 20 characters. You divide that time between what's left of the movie in between all these giant action scenes, and there's zero time for character development. Sure. He says it's terrible. I think that's why Joss Whedon has been in Marvel is because he's kind of a company man, and whatever they tell him to do, he'll do. Whereas some other directors who have tried to come into Marvel are like, uh, I can't do this. Like, uh, who tried to do uh, Ant-Man? Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright yeah. tried to do it his way, and they were like, no, no, you can't do that. So Edgar Wright was just like, all right, deuces, I'm out. I yeah. just think Marvel has too much of a stranglehold on what they want. Well, I mean, they- which is ironic because the whole thing started because they gave the uh, what's his name Far- Favreau, yeah, Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau the the freedom to make the movie he wanted to make and then they're like okay that works now every movie has to follow this formula it's like that's that's kind of yeah and like i i kind of like the idea of the connected universe but you're right they do have too much like you still need to give them some freedom but okay it's like they're still okay iron man's here you know uh Spider-Man can be over here. They don't necess- They are in the same universe. They don't have to be in the same right. movie necessarily. Right. Uh, Infinity Wars better be the most badass movie of all time, or it's just like the the. I think it's uh, you know what I mean. I think it'll a be good. of the last two Avengers movies. But right. it's, it's going to be a jumbled mess because there's. I think they said like eighty-five different characters in the movie. Someone better die. I, I yeah, that's what I was. Everyone's going to die. I think this one will will be. I, I want to say different. It's, it's going to be the same thing except. I, I think they're going to kill some people off, some actors that don't want to do it or are on a contract year or cost too much or whatever. They're, they're going to kill some people. What are they, say, free agents? In yeah. The, yeah. No, they, really. they sign contracts in the for like comic three books, year deals. It's, well, three, they sign it for like movie certain deals. amount of movies. Yeah. And stuff. Thanos, Thanos oh, yeah, pretty mean. much kills everyone. Sick. Well. Because he's the strongest being. Maybe not in the movie. But if they don't do that, at, at least kill someone. I guarantee Cap dies. Cap's, yeah. Cap's gone. Well, they've been talking about killing Captain uh, Chris Evans off for three not, years. Not Captain America, Chris Evans. <laughs> They're going to kill Chris Evans. Chris Evans, Evans Captain America. Well, yeah. Yeah. They're slowly transitioning Sebastian Stan into the new oh, Captain no, America. Oh, absolutely. It's just somebody's going to die in this movie, and if they bring him back in the second movie, it's going to be, hey, just another Marvel movie. Word. Well, and Word. that's the thing is like they can kill him because if you read comic books, how many times do people die and then they come back a year later? So I mean, if they really, really were like, "Oh, we shouldn't have killed him off," and he's like, "Yeah, I'll do another movie," they can explain it away. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, my whole gripe with this whole comic book thing just if they're like Mike said, the whole goal is to make movies or to make money, not good movies, because. I mean, like uh, Denny Vill- Denny V. We'll just call him Denny V. Denny Villeneuve. Yeah, he Dennis. said that because as good as Blade Runner was, and I loved it, best movie of the year, he said for his career, he can't get away with doing that again because it didn't make enough money. It's just ridiculous. Like, I don't know. I guess I'd rather have a good movie that doesn't make money rather than another Marvel rehash. 
Awesome. Uh, I think we spent enough time talking about this yeah. for the now. Yeah. Because I think we want to talk about probably movies DVDs? of 2017 later. But yes, let's go to DVDs real quick. Okay, not much. Uh, Owen Wilson, Julia Roberts, and Wonder. Yes! Oh, I thought that was the name of the movie. Wow. Owen Owen Wilson. Oh. Uh, wow. Wow. Um, Denzel and Roman J. Israel Esquire. Sweet! Didn't he get an Oscar nom for that? Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Haslo Coma yeah. Ombre. Ah. Dope. Pokemon the movie, I Choose You. Huh. Wait. Wait. Remastered the Pokemon from 93, movie? I assume? No, this is an... I don't know. You don't know, do you? Maybe. I, it says... <laughs> Moving on. <anyways>. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh Western movie, the, the Ballad of Lefty Brown, which I'll probably Ooh. pick up. It would have been better if it was the Ballad of Westerns Lefty Righty. Westerns are usually fun. <laughs> that sounds like a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> Ballad of Lefty Righty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a movie I would see. Uh, <laughs> speaking of a movie I would see, I got nothing. Wow. Movies of 2017. That's something you, you could have just transitioned that right into there. Yeah. 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 Speaking of movies Mike would see, here's five that he did and really liked in yeah, 2017. Yeah, but he doesn't have a list. Come yeah. on. Okay, good. No, I did. Yeah. Did you actually get five? <laughs> went, yeah. yeah All right, yeah. Mike, go first. King Kong. King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Split. Split. Oh, he's just thinking uh, of movies in 2017. Um, uh, Wonder Woman. Actually, that that actually would make my you list. You hated King Kong. No, so. <laughs> it's a, it's obviously my number five. <laughs> Can't hate it that much. Um, from Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's start with. I got a list from a listener that emailed this list to me. <clears throat> so What's that his we slash her name. No. I'm I don't just know kidding. We just want to address an first email name, yeah, first name. and uh, social security number. <laughs> <laughs> first name uh, from listener Adam. He, uh, I just wanted a different perspective. He's he kind of he works with my wife and he kind of gives me like, hey, watch this, and it's some movie I'd usually never heard of, so I give it a chance. It's Word. usually good. So these ten, he gave me a top ten and then his top five and reasons why. Wait, anyway. so he likes boring movies like you too? If that's what you want to call them. <laughs> Okay, go on. All right, so I'm just going to count it down 10 to 1 as quickly as I can and give his reasons. Uh, Berlin Syndrome, number 10. It Comes at Night, number 9. Number 8 is 20th Century Woman. Number 7 is A Ghost Story, and I already told him that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. 6, Florida Project. 5, Wind River. 4, Lady Bird. 3, Get Out. 2 is, uh, I think it's a Netflix movie, Super Dark Times. I've seen it on Netflix. And this one's definitely a Netflix movie. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. That's that Elijah Wood movie that... Like uh, the Elijah Wood one with uh, Nicolas Cage? No. <laughs> Not that one. Uh, so he says, I'll just do... Like for Wind River, he says, I really like the pace. Built a lot of tension. Uh, rooting for things to get figured out. And really felt like he was rooting for the parents of the victim when they weren't even major characters in the movie. So that was a good point. Uh, Lady Bird, he says he honestly wanted it to be a little better, but it didn't take away from how good it actually was. He said a lot of it was the nostalgic factor because it takes place right around when he was in high school. Get Out, he says it gets better after watching it two or three times. So many little things to con- that, to catch. That's a good movie. I don't care what y'all say. That's a yeah, good movie. Yeah, and he says that there's a really good video with Jordan Peele answering Twitter yeah, theories. Yeah, that Buzz, kinda, BuzzFeed d- did it, I think. I, I tell you guys about that? Oh my god! I watched it, and th- he like, 
oh god he explained a lot of things really great and there was like sometimes where he's like i like that theory it's not what i was going for but i like it <laughs> anyway anyways uh number two the super dark times he says he thought about making his number one but he's not a giant fan of the ending he apparently <laughs> he says he likes all of his movies to end in super depressing ways so he wanted it to end as worse as it possibly could sick but it didn't apparently bummer uh, I don't feel at home anymore. He says, I love this movie from the first time I watched it. I think, uh, okay, so a lot of guys complain about a female lead because they can't relate to them, but this is one he could. There's a whole montage at the start of her just getting walked over by everyone else, and he felt it so deep that he could actually feel, uh, he, he knows what, he know what the look on her face was portraying. So it's uh, apparently, it's I, I don't know if I'll watch that. I'm not a big fan of Elijah Wood. Yeah. I didn't realize that was a 2017 movie. I have seen that one. Is it as good as he says? It's his number one movie of the year. Um, I wouldn't say it was my number, the number one movie of the year, but it, I did enjoy it. Like if I remember, because I must have saw this right at the beginning of the year, because like I said, I thought it was like last year or a couple years ago either that I seen it. So I have seen two of those top five movies. Did he say anything about Nicolas Cage's performance in that? Oh Which my god, <laughs> Cage is not in that. Speaking can, of which, can I just say that um, he's like he's gonna read an email and he pr- brings out a piece of paper. Like most people would just read the email. <laughs> uh, he sent it to my work email and okay. I can't exactly pull that up on my phone. Sure yeah, can. speaking of stuff, you still haven't figured out your Patronus. <laughs> That's a whole deal. You told me, oh, just sign on to this. Yeah, all you gotta do is sign on. I don't and care then... about Harry Potter. I do. My, my, my Patronus is a field mouse. Moving That's on. So I am gypped. Aaron, what's your top five? You're a field mouse. Stupid. <clears throat> Number five, Brawl and Cell Block 99. Dumb. Good movie. Great performance. Number four, Split. Dumb. Same thing. Good movie. Fantastic James McAvoy performance. Number three, I kind of cheated. It technically <laughs> is a 2017 movie. It was released in 2017. Hostels. Hostels. I saw um, it in 2018. I've been waiting to see That's that. That's a 2018 film. It's 2017. It's 2017. Wait, it's actually it's, it's Oscar. Yeah, Oz, it's, yeah, okay, that's fair. It just happened to come yeah. out in Omaha. Yeah, we got a wide no, release. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, in 2018. I'm totally behind that. I thought it was not not Oscar nominated. <laughs> no, it, it was, is. It was eligible right. for these Oscars. So Still dumb, though. <laughs> Still dumb. Uh, number two, Wind River. Dumb. What? That's such Dude, a I said dumb to all of them before this. <laughs> right. That was just a really uh, enthusiastic dumb. Mike's, Mike's probably seen one of those. Yeah. Wind yeah, River. Wind River. <laughs> no, he's all split. Yeah. And he's seen my number one. And this is number one by a long shot. Blade Runner 2049. Dumb. Best <laughs> dumb. movie Actually, by have, a long shot. I haven't seen Wind River yet. It's in... Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's in my PlayStation right now. Well... Yeah, you should watch it. But I number will. one, Blade Runner. Like, the combination of visuals and directing and acting and story and... Uh, man, it's a good movie. Uh, Shane, we're going to save your top five for the next episode, if that's uh, A-OK. Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> you didn't even need to be here. Yeah. yeah. I really wish you weren't. Yeah. He's writing them down Brent, on the website. would you uh, like to give me your top five? Sure, why not? <laughs> like I said, there's not a lot of movies in 2017 that I've seen, so my list is probably going to suck. Well, it does suck. If King Kong's on there, dude, and uh, that's I, a good list. I will start this <laughs> off with: I have y- still yet to see Blade Runner, but from what everybody makes it sound like, it probably would have been on my list. Word. So maybe I should just put it on the list. I'll put it on the list at number five, <laughs> even though I haven't go. seen it yet. Deserves that it. is actually dumb because <laughs> you could hate it. <laughs> yeah. 
You could hate it. You could hate it. I mean, I I don't think you will. But it might, if I see it, knows? it might actually go to number one. Word. <laughs> or it could drop completely out. Yeah. yeah. Probably not. Okay, but uh, uh, four? Four. Uh, I I really actually liked Wonder Woman, even though there was some sure. bad stuff about it. I, I liked, liked that, that movie. movie. Yeah, Let's... that would be in my top ten. I just, I didn't like how it ended, because it ended like a typical. Yeah, she still wasn't a dude at the end. Uh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> No. <laughs> now could I just forgot the rest of my could list. Could you imagine, though? <laughs> no, it just went into like your typical CGI good guy versus bad guy fight, and it was kind of dumb. Yeah. I, I really did forget the rest of my list, though, but I got it now. <laughs> Split. Uh, number three. Uh, Aaron's probably going to make fun of me for this, but Beauty and the Beast. I'm not going to make fun of you. That was, I a, realized that was in my top ten. I just didn't like it as much as everybody else did. Yeah. Um, number two, even though it wasn't. It was a good movie, but it wasn't like a great movie, you know. But like, I liked it, you know. Bright with Will Smith, you know. Okay, that. that's fair. And my number one would be Logan. Whoa, what? Like I said, there's not a lot of movies that I've seen. I like. I mean, yeah, he, I like Logan. That he, didn't even crack my top ten. Really? You had hold on. You have a, an entire top five. He's like seen ten. thirty-seven movies this year. I don't care. And most of them sucked. That's probably, that's <laughs> I probably struggled to find 10 to put in a probably about 28 okay. more than I've seen. Uh, Steve, go ahead. So I've been trying to catch up lately on some of the 2017 movies. Um, I haven't seen Wonder Woman or Life. Um, Hostels and I believe Brawl and Cell Block 99 are the four I'm trying to catch up on. I haven't seen those yet. Um, so my number five, I have Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was a fun movie. Um, Thor and the Hulk are always two of my favorite characters. Um, number four, I have Logan. Um, the acting between Jackman and uh, Patrick Stewart was uh, good. Um, number three, Split. Uh, I think everybody here liked Split and thought McAvoy should have got an Oscar nomination for it. Yep. Um, number two, I have Wind River. I think it was a very well done movie, um, and I enjoyed it for the most part. <clears throat> and my number one, which I happened to watch yesterday, I sat down and finally watched it, is Blade Runner 2049. Hey! Um, yeah, it's two hours and 40 minutes long, but it is pretty amazing to watch. Uh, visually, um, the acting is pretty good. Um, can't go wrong with Blade Runner 2049. Uh, really quick, can I give you uh, like a top five movies of movies I actually wanted to see but I just didn't sure <laughs> there, there's your top five there yeah. you go. John Wick 2 that's pretty good uh, I haven't I seen about it that one. Beauty and the Beast as Brent said and this is just going off Aaron's list by the way <laughs> Live by Night that, don't, 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 <laughs> don't, don't. Do yourself don't. a favor, please. Okay. Pass that one up. Then why is that on your list? That was, no, that's, that's a list of movies. I wrote down all the movies I saw this year so I could narrow it down. Okay. The Shape of Water just because it is getting Oscar. That one you might like. Because that's all about visuals. It's stupid. Mike, you might like no, it. No, 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 because you're more about visuals and less about developing real characters. No, I need real <laughs> characters. There's, there's I just can't take three hours to do it. There's one on your list that uh, I've seen that had uh, a lot of people talking about it. Is that Okja? Yeah. I've seen a lot of people, like a lot of websites saying that that's a really good movie. Isn't that the director of that uh, train movie? Yes. Chris yeah. Evans? The, yep. What's that one? Win- winter, train spotting. Winter Train. Train winter, spotting. Winter train killing Tra- people. Well, winter train spotting. Isn't it? It's not. Also, Snowpiercer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it is that same director. Life and there was another one on there. Um, 
Life, I might, I was considering picking that. It's not like the greatest movie you've ever seen, but man, it is effectively tense. Maybe it was Hostels. I don't know. Oh, Wind River. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Still haven't <laughs> seen that. Yeah. You know, but no, the, there's just, I think you, you guys said it was a bad movie for years. A bad yeah, a bad movie year for, for movies, years. though. <laughs> no, yeah. bad movie for years. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. I just think, like, it was okay. What I'm saying is, like, there were none. That stood out as man, those are great movies. I think there was it was a top three, top two, and then after that, I think it was a really slow year. Dylan, Dylan, sure, and Dylan. Um, okay. Are we ready to move on? I think yeah. so. All right, sounds great. Life is beautiful. <laughs> brought to you by Brent Fruget. Well, no, I had nothing to do with making this movie. All right, Brent. The maker of this beautiful movie. <laughs> All right, Brent. So why did you choose this movie? Yeah. Well, I had seen this movie a little... Oh, uh, can you just... Can you, we'll go from Ital- in Italian from here, so... Yeah. Thanks. Oh. I'm going to sound like Mario. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to do is I'm going to sound like Mario. That's, t- that's still racism. We, we probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. Back to English we go. Uh, it's kind of funny. I was watching. You guys know who I think his name's Pete Holmes. He's, uh, yes, I know he's a comedian. Yeah. He, he does the Batman things, doesn't he? Yeah. He was the yeah. He's the fake Batman guy. And he's like anyway. from college humor. Yeah. Uh, he was on Conan and he was like, you know what? I don't understand racism because like you can get away with saying some things like we make fun of Italians all the time with Mario and stuff. Say one thing, you know, you get in a lot of hot water. But anyway, gotcha. so it's still racism. Thank you, Pete Holmes. Anyway, Brent, why did you pick this film? Uh, like I had seen this movie a long time ago because this movie came out in like what? 97, 98, I yep, think it yep, was. 97. 97. So I probably saw this movie like I didn't see the whole movie. When I was a kid, like, I probably saw, like, the second half of the movie when they're actually in the camp. Word. And, like, I was starting to watch this, and then I stopped because I was like, no, I want to watch this movie from the beginning. And for the longest time, I could never find this movie from the beginning. And then eventually I did see it from the beginning. And, like, I just, I like this movie. This might be one of my favorite movies. Of all time? Of all time. Wow. I mean, if I were to make, like, a top five list it's not going to be on there but if i made like a top 20 or something like that it would probably be on here sounds good word uh life is beautiful from 1997 pg-13 two hours long comedy drama and a war film when an open-minded jewish librarian and his son become victims of the holocaust he uses a perfect mixture of will humor and imagination to protect his son from the dangers around their camp directed by roberto benini i think that's how you say it yeah that's uh, also the main guy. Vincenzo Cerami. Uh, also written by uh, Roberto Dominini. <laughs> Did you say Dominini that time? Yeah. Uh, the cast is... Yep. Yep. Roberto Benini. That, yeah. Nicoletta Brasci. Yeah. Giorgio Cantarini. These are all fun names. These yeah. are really fun names. Uh, Marisa Paredes. He's just going to say the whole cast. Horse Buckles. Uh, uh, I don't know okay. if that one was Amerigo right. Okay, Fantani. All right. Yeah. Good. The film gets a 90 or 80%, sorry, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.5 from the critics. Audience score of 96, giving it 8.6. Critics consensus, Benini's earnest charm when not overstepping its bounds into the unnecessarily tree tree. tree <laughs> Tracy, it's T R E A C L Y. 
What? Yeah, no, no, no one knows. Treakley? Tressley? Maybe it's a typo. Off, offers the possibility of hope in the face of unflinching horror. I'm going to look that word up. First initial thoughts. Someone go. I'll go. Uh, so um, when Brent first picked this movie, um, it was Life is Beautiful, and then McNeil picked Army of Darkness for other movie. I was super excited for that one, and I wasn't really excited for this because mostly – I didn't really want to read subtitles the whole movie. But then when I started watching this movie, um, I found out why he won an Oscar for this movie. Just his his outgoing antics and his will to kind of keep his son's mind away from what is actually going on was one of the interest, interesting parts of this movie. And I thought it was very well done. And I didn't... I. Like Brent says, it's a very good movie. Yeah, I love these characters that can just constantly get beat down by life and face that with humor. Oh, because yeah, he, I can't every time. do that. That's impossible for me. <laughs> but, you know, not not to compare it to this movie, but um, what's that Owen Wilson movie? You, Me, and Dupree. Dupree. You, Me, and Dupree. Where he's like that same type of character where it's like nothing is going right for this guy, but he just meets it head on with humor and I love that about the character, uh, Bernini's character in this movie. It's like nothing can get this guy down. Nothing can beat him down. And the fact that he knows that no matter what, he can't let his son know what's going on or let anybody around his son be, you know, I mean, he just can't let it leak into his son's life. And that's so great. At, when the, when it first starts, that opening scene, I kind of thought it was going to be like a Three Stooges kind of thing where the brakes started breaking out, and he's like, oh, no. But then it starts kind of getting more serious tone. And I these guys has texted about <clears throat> it being a Holocaust uh, movie, and I totally forgot about that text when I was watching it. And I was like, why are they talking about Jewish people and this and that? And then it finally hit me that it was in the Holocaust, and I remembered, and it was kind of one of... I guess the tougher movies for me to watch this year. It 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 does start off really silly. And like it's almost like two movies cuz oh, yeah. the first half of the movie is just him, you know, chasing this girl, you know, and trying to get, you know, get her to fall in love with him. And then the second half is, you know, them at the concentration camp. So it's almost like two different movies but the same tone throughout the whole movie pretty much. Interesting. So this this is a subtitled film the entire time. Yes. yes, I think you can watch versions of it where it's dubbed, but it's I wouldn't ridiculous. recommend this. I think because I think I have seen a dubbed version before and it's ridiculous. I think in high school actually I watched this film looking at the the pictures. A dubbed version of it. Yeah, or, oh, one of a dubbed version. One of the things I did have an issue with, and I, and I'm pretty sure it was done on purpose so you don't actually hear what they say, um, is throughout the whole movie you see the subtitles for the Italian, but when the Germans come in you see no subtitles whatsoever, so you don't know what they're yeah. saying. They, they do that I, I think it's on purpose so you actually get to hear, uh, get to see what he's trying to tell his son. Yeah, well, the, it's also kind of from their point of view, and he doesn't know German, so he's yeah. not going to know what they're saying. Yeah. That makes sense. I yeah. love that part when he's oh when he's oh, yeah. translating <laughs> for the German. Yeah, like, he's like it, and no lollipops. Don't even ask. And then he's like, they're all like looking at him at the end. He's like, ask Bartolomeo. He knows what yeah. they're yeah. saying. Basically, the scene is once they get into the camp, they're all Italians and stuff like that. And uh, the German soldiers come in and ask if anybody speaks German, and he doesn't want people. He doesn't want his kid to know that hey, you know, things are bad. He wants 
So he raises his hand, and the guy's speaking in German. He has no idea what he's saying, and he's explaining rules to the game. And then, like Aaron said, he's talking about lollipops. Do not ask for lollipops. I have ate them all. I have a tummy ache. <laughs> like, we are the bad guys that yell a lot, and these are the rules for the game. It's it's a great scene. All right. And the kid's like, the way the kid reacts, because we all know this German guy saying some terrible things, but the kid's like giggling and smiling and trying to contain his laughter. It's like... It's a great scene. Just just for the simple fact of the humanity in just that scene? The, that kid, I don't, they couldn't have picked a more perfect... It's like the cutest little kid, <laughs> and he's not a terrible... Like, you know, like kids, sometimes it's hard to get them to look natural when they're acting. And sure. It just seemed like a guy and a son. It felt perfectly I don't natural. know. With all the times we knock on kid actors... We've come up with a, a lot of a lot of good examples. Yes, of good we ones. have. <laughs> but when they're not good, <laughs> they're yeah. terrible. I haven't seen a single bad actor <laughs> ever. Oh, just actors, actors, or child actors, both, all of them. <laughs> that explains your fascination with Edward Norton. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great actor. Oh, okay, hey, man. Uh, okay, so set design. I mean, I assume that's a big part of this film. Beautiful. I mean, oh yeah. I don't know where it was filmed. If it was actually filmed in well, Italy, he lives in Italy, so I'm assuming it was filmed in Italy. And, I yeah, mean. I would assume so, but I don't know how much how much of the interiors were sets, or if it was actually the buildings and architecture or in Italy or whatever the case. It was fantastic. the The only time that it looked really bad was when they first got into the camp with the train and it was dark. It just looked kind of weird. But once the sure. light kind of came back up, it didn't look as bad. Like, it looked real. Like, what, to me, when they first came in, it almost looked like they were on a stage set. But then, you know, it got better. And th- sure. it, it kind of, like, seems like they stopped the scene because, like, they pull into the train yard when it's dark. And then when they're getting off the train, it's daylight out. So I think they were like, yeah, it looks bad. So let's just wait. <laughs> Or they just weren't on the stage anymore and then had everybody get off. Because, like, I agree with you. It looked pretty bad when they got out, uh, into the actual camp. Okay. Uh, but for for the most part, I mean, the lighting, the cinematography, the way... I don't normally look at the way a scene is framed, but Michael has, like, got that into my head. Because you I, have to. You kind of do. But yeah, but I when I get to watch a movie, I just kind of get lost and I'm just watching. And I Dumb. realize, oh, wait, I'm not even recognizing the way yeah. a scene is set. Yeah. But this one was pretty great. I mean, it's fantastic the way it would make these. I mean, these guys are constantly surrounded. They're either in this gigantic city surrounded by millions of people. And the way they shot it made it seem like it's just these two people in the world, which was effective to create this love story between the two. It was, I, I was surprised at how much I liked the movie. Really? Because it was, I don't know. I, I thought maybe I would be off put by the way that it spends so long with this forming of a relationship and then completely shifts gears. Word. But I think it was effective because when he goes to the concentration camp, he's separated from his wife and then you just see the pain on her face. And the, yeah, and he's another, still finding ways yeah. to, like, make her smile and everything. Yeah, he like, sneaks into the radio. and, yeah, and well, he, Like, his nickname for her is he would always call her Princess. And there's, like, one scene where they're in the camp, which 
It's very unrealistic. Oh, because yeah. if it was real, this dude would have been, you know, shot on sight. But basically he somehow sneaks into the room where they have the loudspeakers and he's like, Good morning, princess and he starts going and you know, the little boy comes on and she knows okay, they're okay. So yeah. you see how happy she gets and it's just, like I said, there's a lot of moments like that in this movie. Because she, she had just heard from another lady in the camp that they were taking the old men and children and killing them because they couldn't put them to use. So she thought her son was dead. But then they get on this loudspeaker and like the look on her face and she just breaks down and the little kid's so happy to be talking to his mom. And it's like it, it really gets you this, this movie. I think one of the big differences between this and an American Holocaust movie is an American Holocaust movie it would be you'd see people dying everywhere guns going off this is kind it's of it's a different way to show the yeah, horrors of a holocaust it's kind of laid i wouldn't really say laid back um but it's more towards the person's visual i guess than actual like the guards and seeing everything but you do see some killing throughout the movie yeah sure. it's, it's not like uh schindler's list level of you know like oh this is how the holocaust was it's not at that level, but there are scenes where you see just how bad it was. Like, there's a scene when he's, um, basically, he uh, was able to become a waiter for this, like, big event that uh, the Germans were having. And he's walking back in the mist, and he's trying to find his way back to his, I, I didn't, whatever they call it. Uh, I'll get to that. But uh, he walks in, and he just sees a pile of dead bodies, and he's, like, hiding his head's son because he's sleeping. He doesn't want him to wake up and see it. So, you know, he you, and then you see, like, I think at that point he's starting to realize some of the bad stuff that, like, he knows it's bad, obviously. I, I think, yeah, sure. he, that scene was good because I think he started to kind of get caught up in this own little fairy tale he's creating for his son. And then he's, like, realizing himself that, man, this is, we're in a bad spot. <laughs> so. I my my question I had with that scene, do you guys think that was actually mist or could that have been like Schindler's List where it was actually ash coming down? It was down? probably smoke or ash or something, but he probably thought it was mist when he was yeah. walking through it. Until I, I don't know. I think I mean, I, despite I don't whatever it was, I think they used it to cover up bad visuals because I think they uh, I think it was a CGI pile of dead. Oh yeah, it, it looked was, it looked pretty bad. That was probably one of the just worst kinda, yeah. looking things in the movie, but like it, you know, they weren't going to spend a bunch of money on that part yeah. on actual dead bodies. Yeah. yeah. Those they, are quite I, expensive. See, <laughs> bunch in, of cadavers. Yeah. Like there's a lot of scenes in this movie that are really funny and then a lot of scenes that are just like heartbreaking and this movie just goes back and forth on you with it and it it gets hard to watch sometimes. But I think one of the hardest scenes for me to watch, besides the end... Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Boop, boop, boop. But one of the hardest scenes for me to watch, besides the end, was he... Uh, before they got put into the camp, he was a waiter. And he met this doctor, basically. And they would have like little riddles that they would do to, together. And uh, once he gets in the camp, he realizes the doctor is working with the Germans. Like, he's the doctor for the camp. Right. So he's like, oh, you know, and the doctor recognized me. The doctor is like, and the doctor says, hey, I need to talk to you. You know, find me when you get a chance, blah, 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 like someplace hidden that nobody can see him. So he's thinking, okay, this doctor's going to help help us get out of here. He's going to do what he can to get us out of here. And he finally gets to the doctor, and the doctor is just like, I, I need your help. I can't figure out this riddle. And you can just <laughs> see on his face him go, oh, God, I might die here. I'm, I'm stuck here. This doctor's not going to help me. That was... When you were talking about a scene that made you 
feel bad inside. That was the scene I was actually thinking about too, because it's you can actually see it on his face, the the hurt and the disdain. Yeah. I wouldn't say disdain, but the fear he has of actually dying at that point. That, well, and then the doctor's breaking down because he can't figure out this riddle and he can't sleep. Well, and then he's like using this riddle as as a metaphor. Uh, he this doctor's basically responsible for the health of all these people that are just getting killed and murdered and he's he's like yeah I can't sleep at night and I th- yes he's talking about this riddle but I think he's because he's like breaking down and crying I think he's talking about I can't sleep at night because of what we're doing I don't know about that either because the beginning of the movie you even hear uh, the main guy say oh yeah when he can't figure out a riddle he can't eat he can't sleep he can't he can't do anything but try to figure out this riddle so I think Maybe that yeah, wasn't could the have case. Been. I took it that the guy was just breaking down. I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe it's the the side of two stories there. You know, someone reacts one way to a riddle, and the other reacts the same way, but to something completely different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I mean, that's yeah, serious. Um, but uh, that scene, like I said, and that's I think one of the first times in the movie you actually see in his face doubt that you know. Stuff yeah, might not yeah. be going the way he thinks it's. It reminded go. me this movie reminded me a lot of the character of Luke in Cool Hand Luke, where it's like despite whatever gets thrown his way, he's gonna stay positive. And then in Cool Hand Luke, there's that scene where the same thing. He's he just says they beat me, they got to me, they beat me, they won, and that's that look on that guy's face, and that's why it's so hard to watch because the whole movie for two hours you're like, he's unstoppable, nobody can get to, it. and then it just shatters in that one scene. But then he gets back to his son, and you realize, well, despite what I think, despite how I feel, my son can't feel that way. And it's yeah. right back to putting on this charade of fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, like I said, this movie, I don't know. I All I can say is, like, I really, it is two movies. The first hour of the movie is this love story, and, you know, it's kind of, sure. kind of corny, kind of cute love story. And then the second half is just him trying to survive the camp with his son and then the ending and then, i don't know yeah, if the, you haven't seen this movie i don't know mike if you even want to step out you'll probably never watch this but <laughs> wow it's not really your type of movie that's fine and you just don't watch movies yeah i do wind river yeah wind river <laughs> but okay so the ending spoiler alert he the the end of the war is here the germans are packing up they're taking people away to kill them they're they're leaving this concentration camp and he tells his son to hide. And he's going to go try to find his wife to make sure she's not taken away and killed and whatever else. So eventually he gets captured and he's walking. He's being marched past where his son is hiding. And he sees his son. And he's like being all goofy and winks at him and like sticks out his tongue and starts walking all goofy. So the kid thinks it's part of the game. and He's like giggling in his hiding spot. And then they take him around the corner and shoot him. And it's just... It's heartbreaking. And then the kid, the whole reason the kid is like following the game's rules and being so cheerful is he thinks the first prize is a tank. So then the Americans come rolling in in their tanks and he thinks it's the tank he won. He can't understand the Americans. Like, hey, get down. We'll give you a ride out of here. Like, he thinks it's his tank. And it's just, it's hard to watch, man, because it just gets you that the guy knows he's being marched to his death. And the, the, first thing on his mind is put up this facade to make sure my son doesn't see this so it's rough and he did win an Oscar for this um, in 97 and I was curious to see what other actors were nominated in that year Um, one of our favorite movies Saving Private Ryan Tom Hanks was nominated that year and he beat him out 
Um, as much as I love that movie, um, I understand why Roberto Benigni or wh- I don't know how to say his last I'm name won sure won the Oscar because he was phenomenal in this movie. This, well, and the the level of talent involved. Like he's a writer, director, star. Yeah, he literally did everything for this movie. He uh, he uh, they I I want to say the movie was nominated for like seven or eight awards and it won three, I think, best actor, best foreign movie, and I don't know what the other one was. But like, uh, if you go back, I think it's when it wins best foreign film. Oh, he jumps up on the <laughs> yeah, chairs. Like, it's like a scene that they show in front before every Oscars, where he's like jumping on the chairs, walking through, just like you know, almost walking on top of people to get to the stage. But like, and I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. But, uh, but yeah. Oh, I also read that. I don't know if they said this was the first time or like one of the only times it has happened, where basically a guy won best best actor for directing himself because he directed sure. and won best and won uh I think that I think that's true and I think they said one other thing that this was like the second time a foreign film has actually won best actor or best actress I think it was only the second time it's actually happened yeah does anyone know the first nope no I think it was like 92 or something I don't remember yeah I think it was uh Bugs Bunny for ah, Bugs Bunny for uh for Space Jam yeah, Space. that came yeah. out, and that would have been in '96, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. it was back to back years. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, we know. Uh, more you guys want to say about the film? I thought it was great. <laughs> well, like, uh, I don't know. We talked more about just scenes more than anything, but like, I, we've talked about the acting, I guess. And the acting was good. I mean, obviously, it was just mostly him, sure, with like other people around, but like. I think I would like to see it again without concentrating so yeah. much on the subtitles. Well, yeah. Just concentrating on the visuals and watching them act. Well, that's what I was going to say is like you read the subtitles, but there was times where I wasn't even reading it. I was just watching yep. him and I still or knew what was going face. on. That it's kid, ki- I'm telling you. It's kind of tough to go back because you're kind of looking down and then you got to look back up. So you're trying to scan yeah. both things at the same time. But, but so, like I said, like if you – find yourself not reading the subtitles i still think it's a good movie because oh, you yeah. can just by his actions and what's going on you could know what's going on you might not know every little word but you get the gist of what's going on and you know okay he's doing this for that his son he's doing this for his the woman he wants to marry which we didn't really talk about that but the first half of the movie when he's trying to basically court her and they like go on i guess quote their first date that's one of my favorite scenes in this movie because he's they take stuff that happened earlier in the movie, like when he first gets to town, he hears some dude yelling at his wife in the window for the key. So he drops, sure. she drops the key to him, and then she's like, "Oh, the key to my heart." And he's like, "Oh, you need a key? Let me pray to the Virgin Mary or something like that." Mary, the key, and the lady just drops the key down to her, and she's, he's like, "What?" She's like, "What?" And then like it's raining, and he's like, "Oh, I need a dry hat," and he keeps stealing this other guy's hat throughout the movie. You know, like, as a friend of his. Yeah. And he sees the guy that hat he had just stole coming towards him. And he's like, oh, I need a dry hat. And the guy comes by and just takes his hat and puts his hat back on. So she's like, what the heck's going on? Like, this guy just knows everything. Like, just can get whatever he wants. And he, like, does this little thing where he's acting like uh, when she's there at an opera. And, like, she's up top and he's at the bottom. And he's like, look at me. Look at me and like moving his hands, and eventually she looks over and he's like, "Oh my gosh, it works." That that was one of the funny parts because his, his friend is telling him that if he thinks hard enough, because like he just passed out sleeping, if you think hard enough about something, you can make it happen. So he's like, 
if I, I am, I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping and then he'll fall asleep. So he's like doing this like magic thing with like his hands trying, and he does it throughout the movie. And every time he does it, it just happens to work. And he's like, Oh man, that's amazing. What the heck? But yeah, like I said, I like the first half of the movie is totally different, but I still love the first half of the movie. And like I said, it's like sure. a corny kind of cheesy love story, but yeah, I, I dig it. It's not the tale of two stories though, where like one half is completely distracting from the other though. Uh, no, I think the well, first half is definitely necessary because that's why you care about these real people and their their family being sure. separated. And then at the end, he dies. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, he already said he got shot. Yeah, I know, but like, but yeah, I don't like. I don't saying. Yeah, somebody's got to die. <laughs> it's a Holocaust movie. Yeah, I don't know if that means someone has to die necessarily. Oh, I think. Have I'll... you ever seen a Holocaust movie where nobody? Has died. <laughs> it would have been game changing. <laughs> it would have been game. It is a really nice concentration. True, camp. but I think we played, oh I think it would have been we a total concentration. I think if he would have lived, it would have changed the outcome of the whole movie. I think. Oh it, sure. It wouldn't have been as good as it Impactful. was because that was one of the things that. Well, like, yeah, because like the sacrifice of what he had to go through to to shield his son from that is a little different than actual. I don't know the when you. It's like we talk about with Marvel movies. When there's no repercussions, when there's no nothing can happen, these untouchable lead actors, like there's actual consequences to what's going on in this movie, and yeah, that's yeah. what makes it real. Word. Do you guys want to rate it? Yeah. Sure. sure. Okay. I'll I, go last. I'll go first. Oh, jeez. Pass. Even watch the movie. Aaron? Good. I will go with... Mm, I liked this movie a lot. <sighs> the only the only thing and I realize why they did the only downside to this movie is that because of the comedic elements the the concentration camp scenes weren't always the most realistic where you, I just was like well that would never happen but I understand the reasons they did it I still give it eight and a half out of ten wow it's a very good movie wow writing directing the the way they gave time for the re- relationship to develop in the beginning. It's it's a great movie. The kid's the cutest little thing I've ever seen. And that's why it works. <laughs> uh, Steve, what is going on over there? <laughs> Steve? <laughs> I don't know what's going on in here. Um, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I thought it was very well done. Um, the only thing that was kind of frustrating to me is because you kind of have to read really quick the subtitles and then kind of scan back to and really forth. take in the visual. Yeah. yeah. So I think maybe a second time would be do this movie some justice, but I did think for the first time and thinking that it was going to be bad coming in, it actually made it seem a lot better. So I'm going with an 8.5 as well. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, Brent, what about you? Um, I actually have seen this movie a few times. So like the, uh, reading was something i didn't have to worry about as much because i knew what was going on so i could watch a lot more of just like his facial expressions and actions and stuff going on in the background and like i said i love this movie this if i were to make a top 20 list this would be on it so i think i'm gonna go ahead and give it a 9.25 oh wow 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 uh so that brings the total average score cumulative uh nine Nope. Wrong. Eight. <laughs> Wrong. 8.75. Wrong. So, yes. Check out our website.
<laughs> Check out our yeah, website. Yeah, Shane's not here. Yeah, Shane's, Shane's been working on it, changing a bunch of things up. Uh, go over, take a look. Yeah. Um, also, rate, review us, and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, that's how we get more uh, viewers Absolutely. or listeners. Shane said he would figure out the tweeter. I don't know. I don't know if he ever found out the the password to it, um, but Twitter is. Uh, it's gonna be a password reset coming button. soon. Yeah. Apparently, but Mike doesn't know his password to his email either that it's well, connected to. Oh, hey! So it's a double password there. Apparently, yeah. Shane doesn't know the difference between me and Steve because he writes down the scores and he gave eight point five to me. And Steve a nine point two five. Yeah, so. you look the same. <laughs> the beard. Yeah, it's the beard. Just, it's just the beard. change it. It's the beard. Yeah. So okay, check out our website nothingbutrealreviews.com. Shane has been updating it consistently. It's the best way to find out all of the movies that we give a hoot about coming out to DVDs and theaters for the month of every month. The month of every month. That's the month of every. Good month. way to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Efficient. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do it by the week. He does it by the month. Absolutely. Um, so it's just a giant list so, of so movies. So you can you can check all at once. Uh, also, we ha- it'll we don't release them on the show anymore because it takes some time for us to pick our movies, but. When we know they're updated the day of, you won't know. So, uh, I mean, for the movies that we're going to yeah, be reviewing yeah. next week for the podcast, but watch Life is Beautiful. Watch Word. It. It's, yes, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, this movie is beautiful. Absolutely. So, check us out nothingworldreviews.com. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Thursday for a review of uh, a similar movie, Army of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, someone in the that. show. Tell your friends. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir. You're a... Sir, I said good day. Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. A special thanks to Jordan Binder. Yeah. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.